Blog Talk Radio. Hi everybody, welcome to Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Um, well, here we are at our regular time, and we are airing Wednesday and Friday this week. But just to let everybody know, uh, we are abridging our schedule for the next. Is that the right? Did I use the right word? Abridging, adjusting our schedule. Yeah, abridging would, would would suggest that we were leaving content out of it, <laughs> which we're not doing. We're adjusting our schedule next week and the following week, I believe, Tuesday and Thursday, to accommodate the holidays. Um, but here we are, like I said today, 914-338-0164 is the call number. Please let us know that you want to speak with us by pressing 1. That raises your hands in the queue. And we invite you to join us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are uh, linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, where you can follow us as well, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. And that's that. But I'm bummed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well. Yeah, we're, we're actually waiting for callers. So we, we were talking about soulmates last time. Oh, wait, we got Cadeau on the phone. Huh? Cadeau is here. <laughs> Finally. Huh. He wants to know that he, the reason he was late, he misplaced his bus schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, Too bad he has to ride the bus. Actually, waiting for Godot. Godot is uh, one of the better plays, the existential theater. Uh, Samuel Beckett, and uh, you know, so a lot of that has to do with psychic energy because it's a harsh symbolism, and sometimes we are all in waiting for God to give an answer because that's really what it's about. But well, with God being removed, um, OT. What does OT stand for? OT. Mm-hmm. That's when you toast your overtoast, when you do your toast, and it becomes burnt, which is something that God is notorious for doing, is burning toast. <laughs> so it's Godot. I think it's actually occupational therapy. Yeah, yeah. OT. He, he, did, he did that for a while, but until now. So anyways, uh, <laughs> what we are discussing today is the idea of silence. Oh, is that what we're discussing? I thought we didn't even finish what we were talking. You know, the problem is we get started on a subject and then we never really complete it. I mean, really, how can you complete, you know, a conversation about 
spiritual matters, life. You know, we get into these deeper, deeper topics. And so there's always something to say, but I feel like we kind of skimmed the surface and then, you know, never really. I'm on the topic. It's the silence between energies. It's the silence between number systems. Well, and the silence between chakra systems. You know, that's every, every that's okay. We'll, well that's we're getting into soulmates because okay. soulmates are defined by numbers. One criteria of a soulmate is defined by numbers. And each number is distinct. So there is okay. there is a gap between numbers maybe fractions of a gap, making up a whole. But in the element of moving from one number to another, one chakra to another, one person to another, there's going to be an ultimate gap. Unless literally two become one, which uh, is in theory, but not really in reality. I mean, it can't be in reality, but, but we're discussing right now the distinction between energies, because there is that gap for movement. And uh, were you going to say something? No. Well, I mean, I'm just looking, because I was looking up the suffix of OT. Uh-huh. It, it's related to et. It's diminutive of, you know, Godo would be a diminutive of God. Yeah. Yeah, it's obvious. Uh, yeah. God well, well, it's obvious to me, but I'm waking up But here. in existentialism, what deviates from God, to some extent, if you don't use Kilgard or... Um, other uh, existentialist early thinkers uh, that God is absent and that we are in charge of the universe and it's all about free will and and there's nothing controlling anything except for our our decision to make a decision and then the action taking place, Sartre, the action taking place uh, his famous being in nothingness is about the being, the human being, and the nothingness outside of the human being, being and nothingness, as metaphored by uh, you know, the absence of God. Although there are religious, um, there are religious uh, Tolstoy, and there are religious, somewhat existentialists that uh, combine their thinking with some as as. Yeah. Attitude that there's God. Einstein finally decided there's got to be some intelligent form out there. But when we're dealing into the gaps between numbers, that gap is the existential moment that we experience as human beings between objects, metaphors, and our fellow human beings. So there is this, this gap. This mystery, this this absence of logic, or or absence of definition of explanation, that does occur at any given moment between two opposing obje- objects, and we you know we can call it different we can call it different things in the variance of definition, but there is that element that there is not truly a oneness, not truly not truly a one of us. Even God said, you know, lest Adam eat the apple and become as one, one of, of us. us. One of us. Well, Eve, Eve is he talking first, about the United but... States? <laughs> one of us. One of us. Who? Who is he talking about? Well, 
Um, and I am greater than the other gods. Well, he God. just stood out to be higher than the other gods. Now we can't call him a he or a she. We have to call him a, an, a we have to call him. A, I don't even know if we can use creator anymore. The way the language is being uh, restricted. Well, we can we can surmise that us, you know, not only was was referring to the other gods, but also his legions of angels which, you know, obviously stand apart in terms of their well, perfection well, compared then, then to humans. Well, he's misconstrued his thinking because if he says one of us, that means that the one is included in the us or vice versa. Right, but that's, that, that gets into the whole idea of the Trinity. Obviously, that's not what he was referring to in that case, but that's three in one. So well, if God there, is there's a, a unity. If God is in, not an angel, then, he can't be in us. So he, th- there's this confusion of language. Anyways, it's re- it's of derived it's from, from another. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and Who knows what? So uh, when we when get into really this written. idea of of this silence between energies, uh, we're getting into what what actually promotes the idea that nothing can be really in the universe exact things change we can have an exactness but it but there is a there is a reasonable discussion i i feel that that there are there is room for something that is contrary to exactness considering the things that are exact h2o things like that so when we get into the idea of the of numerology, uh, right now we're discussing when does life take place? You know, abortion, six weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, three weeks, conception, the thought itself, discussion between two people, you know. You can't have an abortion. Um, on a thought. Well, I mean, you can abort your thoughts, but I mean, and technically, you can't, have, you can't have a baby more speaking. or less uh, without intercourse or some sort of ejaculation somewhere in time and space, except, even if it's cloned. Except the virgin birth, of course. What am I doing? Well, opening chat room again. Well, uh-huh. that that still had to go through her her cycles, and something had to happen. Something so, happened, um, but it was yeah. You know, he just he didn't he didn't like Pinocchio put a, the baby on her on her bookshelf <laughs> her, where her broom was and whatever she was doing. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure. Right, but there was an there intercourse. Go, well, how do you know she wasn't a lawyer when you're being pressured? I know. Well, well, I don't know what the, the, well, yeah, and the debate is, you know, the fact that. She was married to Joseph at the time, so were they not? I mean, you know. Yeah, I, yeah we don't it's know. It's very confusing. But anyway, we're not getting into that subject um, today. And, you know, Joseph and Mary, which later became J.P. Morgan, which became the bank system. <laughs> Chase. Well, I think it had some. Chase. Chase oh. Bank is J.P. Morgan, by Chase. the way. Chase, Chase Bank. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, Joseph was chasing Mary around okay. uh, when he found out she was pregnant. <laughs> but uh, the idea of that, uh, we don't really know the exactness of anything. We don't. We don't know the exactness of anything. Actually, the exactness of God, the exactness of Eden, the exactness of creation. Yeah, and many. I'm sure many of our listeners don't even even ascribe to the idea that there was an Eden and 
you know, believe in the whole biblical yeah, lore. Creation, you know, the dust, the roaming, whatever, whatever occurred, there is the idea that in the absence of a pure explanation, there is silence. And that silence is basically also defined as God is silent. For the most part, God is silent. I mean, he hasn't, I, you know, I, I think I saw him on the David Letterman show once, but he didn't say a word. He just stared at him. <laughs> but I think for the most part, God is silent. Oh. You could argue the case, of course. Yeah, there are plenty of people no that claim that they God. have, right, they don't have recordings of God, but there are plenty of people that claim to, you know, channel God or Jesus. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, but that's, so that's just, I know that's just questionable. Exactly. So when we have the idea that silence is a sound, it is a sound. It is an energy. It's golden, actually. It is golden. Yeah. Well, it can be. Gold. You know, you're referring to a color. Which of, of of a of a non sound right but, but right, exactly but that's that's I did, sounds. sound that's tone. why I'm saying uh, white noise is actually a sound right it, in itself that's, it's impossible I mean it, you can't define it but it's called white noise so when we get well that's the, hey, that's that's racist yeah <laughs> don't say white noise that's going to be banned soon. <laughs> If I say black noise, then we're going to be channeling Michael Jackson. And oh, boy. And, and then that's know. really, then we're going to really, really get um, us into trouble these days with the uh, but it, if going we, on with language. If we Don't say spirit animal on the show today either. Oh, yeah, you, can't really you, animal. you can't say spirit animal anymore. Can't say spirit animal. Can't say black male. Go to jail if you say spirit animal. If you open up your mouth, you're going to go to jail pretty soon. If you don't open up your mouth, you're going to go to jail for, for not opening up your mouth. Yeah, so we're, what we're referring to real quick, I just want to mention an article that we read, and I guess there was something put out in, what was it, the, in Canada? It was a 30-page book on how, what words should not be in, in, or what words should be excluded from vocabulary. And now it's been retracted, however, um, you know, obviously this is already affecting our, our, our world at large, it's not just limited to Canada. Um, so for our Canadian listeners, they might want to look this up because it's kind of an interesting topic. We're destroying the color and the variety and the entertainment of language. I, I mean, I, I, you know, the freedom of speech is now being determined by who is offended. And now anyone can be offended. You know, um, you know, your zipper's down. Hey, your fly's open. Now, oh, you can't say that. That's, you know, offensive to flies and not to mention zippers. I mean, the, the color and the metaphorical use of language, I think, is something that we have to preserve and protect the freedom of speech. Right. And I think this, this we what was the, what originated this conversation yesterday about language was a, a it was in the LA Times. Uh, what did they do? Retract a call a cartoon? Did they cancel the cartoon completely? Yeah, they canceled the the, the cartoon um, because there was a particular derogatory word used in the supposedly in the, uh, in the, in the word. In the but that word narrative of the cartoon actually is an abridgment of a nationality 
And so, um, you know, I mean, it gets kind of ridiculous after a while. The idea that language is offensive is not the origin of censorship. The origin of censorship in many regards was, aside from the fact that unless you lived in dictatorial or communistic countries, the idea of censorship was due to safety. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater or in a crowded space because that would cause a disruption of, of the order and a stampede and it, you just can't say certain words because it, the words are damaging to the body not the mind or the soul, but that they are false alarms that can cause problems. So you can't say fire. Um, The Bible says, do not talk falsely against your neighbor. So the idea of censorship could also be derived by telling a deliberate lie that could cause someone's life to be uh, extinguished. So, So, but now from the idea of censorship, you know, um, not to mention the political aspects of censorship. You know, you couldn't talk against Hitler, you could kill, whatever. The idea of talking about a regime, those are different political uh, motivations towards censorship. But censorship actually arrived from the idea of thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not you know, hurt thy neighbors, and you don't yell fire. And, you know, these were things that were now defined as censorship. Uh, um, and like we said, like, you know, it wasn't like you were denying Caesar. These were those were the, could have been punishable by death too, when the Christians would not validate Caesar as being God, the Holy One, you know, the supreme ruler of the universe. So, but when we get into this other idea about the protection of the body or accusing somebody of lying is now the form of censorship. Now we've come into the idea that censorship is now promoted by if you offend Fend somebody, anyone. right. And uh, now that becomes purely subjective. Now, of course, it's not to say that you should, that, that a person should use derogatory terminology to refer to another, someone who's an, of another uh, race or religion. I mean, that's not the idea that we're promoting that, that we're promoting the idea that things should not be censored because you should be offensive to people. However, when you start to limit people's uh, freedom to speak and think, it gets very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It, it becomes uh, a, real, a real problem uh, in that regard. So, uh, when we are dealing with the idea of censorship, and that, that even branches into things like Ulysses and uh, James Joyce and D.H. Um, Lawrence and people like this that wrote books that were offensive, so-called uh, language or depiction of scenes. And right, but I mean, but we have sexuality. to, but I mean, you know, we have a past and we can't deny the past of our, you know, well, now, you know, it becomes dangerous because, you know, if we're going to start to censor, we're, and by the way, we're going to get to our caller in just a minute nine eight zero. We're going to get to you just. A then second. that's equivalent to censoring. Uh, you know, you can't you can't be homosexual, you can't be lesbian, you can't be this, you can't be that. You know, we get to the idea of we start to limit the mind 
from having a form of expression, even if it is a little. I mean, God forbid Don Rickles should be alive today. Yeah, no, but we've we, got a caller. We've got a caller. Um, but yeah, we have a caller. But I want to say something about this when we're finished with our caller. Okay, nine eight zero. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. Fine. Thanks. How are you? Good. So I have a question about um, if someone can please help me. Um, I'm going through a situation where I have a lot of things going on with uh, children and deciding whether to sell my house or not, and it almost feels just like chaotic. And okay. uh, working to have it resolved, but just need some clarity on my situation. Okay, what's your name? My name's Benita. And I'm from North Carolina. Benita, B-O-N-I-T-A? Or B-E-N? Okay, B-O-N-I-T-A. Okay. And, Benita, what's your birth date? 11368. I was getting a 5, but that's because of your 113. That is a 5. 515. You're a 2911, too. Okay. Have we spoken with you before? I'm trying to remember. Your name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure if I'm imagining. <laughs> what <have we> spoken <laughs> before? Have we spoken to you before? I think it may have been like a few years ago. I don't yeah, think I it's been recent. No, but I remember your name, like I said. Um, 1968. So you are um, a Catholic no, I'm working at your age, not your not your astrology. So you're um, 53 years old. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're 29, 11, 2. So you're so you're selling your you're wanting to sell your house. Is your house up for sale right now? No, it's or not you- up for sale. It's not up for sale. Um, I've been going back and forth whether to rent it out or sell it. Okay. And I have kids that came back into the house and I'm trying to push them out the door. Um, push them out the boy- door. Yeah. Okay. And a boyfriend that is driving me crazy. I'm sorry, what's driving you crazy? And a boyfriend that's driving me crazy. A boyfriend that's driving you crazy. Her boyfriend? Your boyfriend. <laughs> your boyfriend or one of your children? Yes, yes, yes. My boyfriend, yeah. What's his birthday? His birthday is um, 7 5 70. So he's got the five two. What's it? Seven five seven. Yeah, twelve twenty two. He's also a twenty nine eleven two. And is he living with you? We were supposed to be living together. We actually found a place in Charleston, and we were at one time, but now we're kind of separated. So you're you're separated by 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 distance residence, but you're still together as a couple. Correct. Uh, does he have any problems with like alcohol, gambling, anything like that? Gambling. Yeah, gambling. Gambling. Okay. Gambling. And that's obviously an issue between the two of you. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason you have problems with the house, uh, Benita, 
is because of the one factor in your birthday. That's the first chakra. That's the ground chakra. That's the home chakra. Uh, mm-hmm. And you have, you have a, a one one, which is actually part of your karma of twenty nine eleven two. So yeah, your karmic number is twenty nine eleven. Your master number is two. You have a one in your birth date and an eleven in your birth date, which adds up to two, which matches. The 11 and the 2 matches your karmic number. Now, that's trouble in home, and that's trouble in relationships. Relationship. So there's no, there, there's no surprise you're going through this. You're going to be 54, which is going to be uh, 17. No, it's going to be 27 uh, cycles of your master number. So you're coming up to a cycle of your master number. Uh, 17 times 2. Now, okay, so the the reason you're having these problems is because it was already written in your book. Nothing surprising. This was part of the journey of your karmic line of action. Meaning now all this going on is karmic from past lives catching up with you in this lifetime and spreading its its plot line through your life. So there's nothing you've done wrong. You're facing a a certain karmic situation from a past life that you created and brought with you. So your kids, your boyfriend, your home situation, all of this derives from a karmic situation from another past life that was not resolved. So obviously there's conflict. Um, And so one of your questions is, do you rent or do you sell? Now, that's important because the action you ultimately take may result in something that you're going to take pleasure with or ultimately may be detrimental to your existence. So the the question is this. How long have you had your home? I've had my home for six years. Six years? Where do you live, by the way? Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. She, she said, said that. I didn't write it down. Okay. So. so six years, your master number the six is three, and you have a three in your day. So it's pertinent that, and you have a six in your year. So it's obvious that th- at this point, something's, something's supposed to happen. So your, your indecision to make a decision is pertinent to your karmic cycle. In other words, nothing's off balance here or that in that zone of thinking so question if you sell your home or rent it out then you move to another location are you downsizing is this part the move part of you wanting to get your children out of the house and on their own um if i sell the house i would i would move to another city uh-huh. um, because I, I like the beach so um I wanted to just get a little place um, at the beach. So you're downsizing. So you are downsizing. Yeah, downsizing. And you would, you're saying that you want your kids out of the house. So right, they're 19 and they're mooching off me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two questions. One, do you, how much equity, if you can't express it, how much equity would you have in your home upon sale? Um, probably a, maybe close to 200000 
And, and, you know, North Carolina, near the beach, you're going to have problems with weather and water and all kinds of things, perhaps. But having said that, how much are you expecting to, uh, what kind of value of property are you expecting to, uh, to uh, own? How much? Um, I'm just going to keep it minimal, like 150, uh, one less than 200,000. I, I thought 250, oh. but that was above. Well, okay. Here's my short end answer. Move. I don't pick okay. up a bad situation in moving, like, you know, you're going to get flooded. But whether she, re- should rent, water. whether she should rent her house out or whether she should sell it. Oh, sell, sell it. it, I think. Sell it. Because you're going to get into a whole new mess of problems if you're renting. Then you become a landlord. You're responsible for not only the property that you yeah. own, but you're responsible for, I mean, you own both properties, but the property that you live in and the property that you're running out, you're, you're, you're right now dealing with the problem of having children in your home that you want out. Yeah. And if you rent, you're just continuing the karma in that location, um, bringing in new individuals that are probably going to be part of their karmic uh, history that you don't want to, I, I would not... Yeah. You're eliminating a lot of problems and you're exchanging it for something you want and you're limiting a lot of your, you're obliviating a lot of your problems, actually. Okay. And you're exchanging it for something you want. And if you have 50,000 left over from that 200,000, does that make up your, your, your savings or do you have a savings beyond that? No, that would help out a lot because I haven't been able to save, honestly. Are you going to put, you're not going to put everything down. You're not going to buy the house outright cash, are you? No, no. I'm going to put a, a down payment on it and then just finance the rest. Right. So you'll have money in the bank from the sale right, of the home. Right, yes. And mm-hmm. you'll be able to make payments. You're releasing yourself from the karma in the area that you're in now. You're not, if you keep that house and rent it, it's just, you're continuing the, the you're continuing the cycle of issues that you're having currently. So I would definitely sell. Definitely sell. Um, Regarding the boyfriend, I don't know, what's your question regarding the boyfriend? Are you with us still, Benita? Yeah, Yeah, I'm still here. I just didn't hear you. You said regarding the boyfriend. Yeah, what's your question regarding the boyfriend? I mean, it sounds Um, like... uh, yeah, he keeps, um, he's just, he flip-flops back and forth like he's wanting me to hurry up. It's, I feel almost like he's pressing me to hurry up and sell this house. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And it's just, it's too much. Well, and, I mean, know, what, 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 I mean, what? First of all, it's your timeline, not his timeline. It's not his home. Right. Exactly. What, what is his motivation for you to hurry and sell the house, number one? Why, what, so why are him, go ahead. Yeah, because we had rented a, a, an apartment in Charleston, and he's paying um, for the apartment. And I originally was there in Charleston with him, but then I moved back to North Carolina because my job is here. Uh-huh. And... Um, I just said, well, you know, I'll I'll sell the house, and but he keeps accusing me of stuff, and you know, saying that I'm with other people, and it's just 
becoming overbearing, if that makes well, it sense. Doesn't, it doesn't sound like a terribly healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you're questioning whether you should stay with him or not. Um, yeah. You know, you have a karma with them. Thirteen. This uh, seven five becomes a twelve. 12. And your 13 minus the one before it is a 12. When your you, uh, year is 6, 7 become a 13. 13. I mean, you have a karma with them. Plus, when you hit 7, 5, 1, when you get over to the century, is 13. Yeah. You, you know, consider it in that. You have a karma with them. You know, together you become a 4, which is your day added together. You have a karma with him, which might complicate things. But here's the thing about your karma with him. If you buy a home, keep your name on it. Don't put, let him have any, any, any part of that property. Okay. And, uh, Why, and he, I don't care what he says. Does he want to be? <laughs> that's quite. Does he want to be on title, or buy the house with you? Um, no, he tends to stay away from um, putting his name on anything. Oh, that's good. That's good. But well, he feels you know, obligated he because he puts up the money, or he, he he pays money, or you know he gives money. Right. So he's the, like the apartment he's running though. His name is on the apartment, right? Correct. Yeah, not mine. Yeah, correct. Not yours. Okay. So I mean, that's good. Well, it's separate. You know, you know, being with him is your business. I mean, if he's not killing you or strangling you, if he's nothing but a pain in the neck, and that's your business if you want to be with him. I don't particularly see anything fatal going on between the two of you. If you want to be with them, be with them. If you want to drop them, drop them. You know, that's up to you. What you decide to do, uh, Bernita, as a human being uh, with him or not. Uh, we're not. I'm not going to suggest about him. Just keep his name off any properties and ownerships you have solely. And uh, okay. but you should move. Uh, you know, if you want a psychic opinion, you should move and uh, move forward. What kind of work do you do? I uh, work for the airlines. You work for the airlines. And does like the name Sharon mean anything to you, or has it ever? The name Sharon? Yeah. No. Okay. I, are you a ticketing agent, or what do you do for the airlines? I am, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, ticketing agent. Actually, Jay, I have a name that I got right when you called don't know if it relates to anything that you can 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 uh, find in your history or present life uh, uh, jeremy any jeremy's no no jeremy's not yet jeremy's, no. there might be somebody in the maybe in the distant past you're not remembering or maybe in the future, future. don't worry about the names right now you're and that's not pertaining to your question that was kind Just, of going off on the side trip yes you should, you know, you're asking us, should you rent or should you sell? Here's our opinion. You should sell. Okay. And the people that are my job, do you see someone else coming that's better for me in the future? Wait, no. you, I'm sorry, what is the question? Do you, do you, do you show someone? Are you seeing someone that's better for me um, in oh. a relationship coming? In terms of a relationship? Well, uh, well, here's the thing, Bonita. It mm-hmm. logically there are people better for you. So yes. you, you don't have to ask yourself, "Is there someone better for me?" 
yes, there's someone better for you. Who that person is, I don't know. And it, I mean, the question, you know, that you, it's not that if you broke up with your boyfriend, you're going to remain single for the rest of your life. Someone else will come in. Okay. Have you known this guy over seven years or under seven years? Um, right at six years. Yeah. I thought I'm close enough. And you see six years and you've had the house for six years. Why do I? So, uh, Did all you of say this is six. Yeah. Six yeah. years was the house, right? Yeah. I was six trying years to... at the house. I said seven. So probably my theory is you'll probably, I think you'll end up splitting up with him. That's up to you. Okay. But I'm thinking that if time moves forward, organically well, just moves forward, there's probably going to be a split up. Maybe you won't want, maybe it won't be, but that's a, a kind of a weird prediction being made uh, just because of the number system as to how long you've known them, six years of the house, six years of the relationship, and you're making a change pertinent to being coming 54. And so I just think it's all going to come out with a, um, that's the way it's going to be. But, you know, okay. you, you, you decide what you want to do. It's up to you. You're just asking for psychic opinions. Yeah, no, that helps um, because I've been leaning towards just juicing, the, you know, just breaking up. But um, You've been leaning towards breaking up? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that was, much. That was my original impression. I would. That, you know, I the would. idea that. Move, break up, have a new life own it, be on your own for a while, and then from there start to make other healthy decisions that are new and, and, and you know, to your advantage. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. And, you know, uh, you know, since you, you should be moving near the water since your name is Bonita. What? <laughs> bon- Bonito, I think. Benita, she said. I know, but the tuna is Benito. The tuna is Benita. Really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's Benita. Oh, Benita. Uh, how would you even know your that? By the way. Benita, I we mean I know about animals. I don't know that brand. Benita, Benita is a tuna. Oh, oh, you mean a type of tuna? Yeah. Not. I thought you were talking. Mm-hmm. About it's a fish. No. Benita is a fish. I. So, no, it's um, Benito. They're Benito. It's with an O. Well, it right could be Benito, too. <laughs> We're going to make it feminine, call it Benito. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to call you an O. I'll call you an H. <laughs> now, forget about chicken of the sea. We're not really going to go there. But yeah. the idea, But that's the idea, okay? Does that answer your question? It does, and it gives me a peace of mind. And... Um, that's what I needed, you know, because I, I felt like it was like a flurry of chaos just swirling around me. And I didn't grab well, my you know, consider yourself lucky. You work for the airlines, you're buying a new home, you're living by the sea. That's air, land, and sea. You've got the whole thing wrapped up. Good. <laughs> I love it. Great.
Well, good luck. Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day today. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Yeah. Okay. And Benita can follow us on Benita. Facebook and you know, Twitter. Air, air and sea drives from the Marines, you know. Yeah, I do. Uh, United States Marines. And uh, I don't know, maybe there's somebody in her military background. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. What I was going to say is, just real quick, back to the censorship uh, piece, and then we can move on from there. One of the words on that list was blackmail. That shouldn't be used. And the funny thing is, blackmail has nothing to do with African Americans. It actually has to do with Scottish. Its origin is from Scottish uh, is Scottish origin from when they would trade sheep or something oh, like really? that. Oh, really? I thought it had to do with threatening somebody with their life. No, but <laughs> uh, I'm talking about the origin of the word blackmail. That's what I'm talking about. And blackmail. the fact that, well, the reason it's been, been banned, blackmail. the reason it's been banned is because we're the, the fear that we're offending a segment of the population. And the, the fact is we're not even understanding the origin of the word which has nothing to do with that segment of the population. I mean, it's ridiculous. Could be, unless you're talking about a black mailman. <laughs> um, but the, you know, I mean, that's just language. You see, that's the color of language. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Get rid of Don Rickles, get rid of Groucho Marx, get rid of the whole, you know, Norm Crosby, who was another linguist of, of, Com- comedic variety. Rodney Dangerfield, wasn't he very, I mean, off color? Mel Brooks, who created all, I mean, what, yeah, I mean really offensive, quote-unquote offensive movies. Language should be fun. I mean, yeah, we get the idea of it being offensive, but to, to censor language? Another, another word uh, is brainstorm. Shouldn't be used. Because it might offend people with head injuries. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. Offend people with injuries or offend yeah. God because maybe he created the storm and you're offending his brain. Um, uh, brain donor. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, can't talk about that. That's, but, uh, yeah, blackmail, mid-16th century, denoting protection money levied by Scottish chiefs from black plus obsolete male tribute rent from Old Norse. But I think it, there was something about... Anyway... Well, you know, is, and that's how we derive. Got it. That's how, and then we have blackmail, as in, you know, you threat somebody. Right. Well, that that that's where, it, but right, that's where it came from. Yeah. That's where the word came from, blackmail. So, I don't know. I mean, we're we're not really we're we're not really off topic because there is a, a there is an idea that when you when you do not have something that is definitive, you have a moment of silence to deliberate. And that moment of silence is stretched across all of human existence, where there is silence. There was silence for the space of a half hour in the Bible. There's always some sort of silence. I mean, how did, I mean silence for the space of 30 minutes, the King James, silence for the space of a half hour, 30 minutes. I mean, who was timing this? And, <laughs> And where did they get the idea of 30 minutes? You know, they would, they, they, the whole concept of time has changed. Well, that's what I was going to say in the Bible. I mean, look, people lived like 900 years, so 30 minutes. Yeah. Adam was supposed to live like 900, 965 years. Jesus Not only lived 33. 33. <laughs> Moses, you know, 
uh, lived about 160. But how do you, how do we, I mean, who, who, who's, who was counting? I mean, the, hey, uh, Eve said to Adam, happy birthday. It's your 22nd year. And, um, you know, here's a candle. I mean, who was counting? Who was counting these things? And how does it, and how do we derive the aspect of time without experiencing some form of silence in comprehension, trying to comprehend uh, how we look at life and categorize it in such a way that we feel comfortable with the idea of exactness. Well, you know, and that's where we stand behind that, that even psychics, scientists, doctors, we can't ultimately be exact. It's a nice word. Maybe that should be taken out of the vocabulary. Well, yeah, it's interesting you should mention doctors in regard to exactness because I was reading about a football player who killed a bunch of people in his home and then killed himself. And in the autopsy, they examined his brain and found that he has CTE, something that you can only find it's a specific type of brain damage that occurs with people that are that have several traumatic head injuries, boxers, football players, and it damages part, certain parts of your brain um, and it advances to dementia at the latest stage. And they surmised that he was at like stage two when he committed this crime, but obviously it affects your impulses and so on and so forth. But his brain was, you know, they only can find it in autopsy. You can't discover this um, defect in the brain in a living human being. So, which is unfortunate because, you know, yeah, diagnosing I mean, after the fact, I mean, what good is it? Well, you no, know, he's I, dead. There is some room for some analysis of exactness, being exact. You know, we look at the, it, you're talking about um, that they, they had to do an autopsy. To find this. After death. Well, exactly as X act, after the act, after, you know, after the act. We, we start to define what is going on. Well, had they been proactive or, you know, had, had there been proactiveness, something would have hopefully been found in his brain, uh, you know, to give, to, to, you know, perhaps medicate him properly so he didn't commit this crime. But unfortunately, this, this disorder can only be found after the fact. After the fact. Exactly. I mean, maybe exactly. we should consider ourselves to be historical psychics that we only predict things that have already happened. So then now we're always correct. Well, that, but that actually is a part of being psychic, is not predicting things that already happened, because that doesn't make sense. But if, yeah, well, well it's, now you're not predicting what's already happened. We're, we're psychics but that, if you're that, able to tap into events in someone's life that already occurred, then that gives provides a foundation for predictions that can be made for the future for those people. So, I mean, I think it's important part of being psychic to be able to identify past occurrences in people's lives. To validate. and then I mean, yeah, you know, a psychic can predict anything. I mean, it's easy to say, well, this is going to happen, you know, in a, in a, in a cold reading um, because there's no basis for, that prediction. You well, can say anything sure. you want. <laughs> I mean, there is a certain classification of psychics. Some psychics are very good at just talking about the past, and they, they're validated without any prior knowledge. Some psychics just talk about the present, what's going on presently. Some psychics only will 
produce energy regarding the future that is yet to be validated. Some do all three uh, in that regard. And and that would be the word omniscient, which probably will be the next word they'll take out of the vocabulary <laughs> because it's considering that those who aren't omniscient are being offended. But the idea of omniscience and omnipresence, it's we're also adapted into a literary term in terms of point of view. Omniscience is that the author knows the thoughts of all the characters and omnipresence is that the author can go anywhere within the plot line of the book in terms of space give, time and time give information so we have this idea but it but you know the, it derives itself from being godlike godly to know all things to be omniscient but our, omnipresent but it isn't god against omnipresence in mortals i mean the whole idea is not to be like one of us as far as human beings well yeah i mean omnipresence uh to be present at any given moment at any given space to be all involving uh, i don't know how you can censor that um anyone who claims to be omnipresent or uh, omniscient. omniscient to know all things is, is a matter of opinion we can't possibly know all things even those people who uh, extend their stay on jeopardy for giftedness. So you can't always know yeah, all things. Uh, there's got to be a time at which we 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 don't know all things. I mean, I think jeopardy maybe. I think they exit out those champions sometimes, those long-running champions. But anyway, that's a well, another that, topic that's entirely. That's <laughs> um, but the uh, censorship actually. Omission. Omission. Oh, <laughs> you know, you're exiled. They're exiled from the Garden of Jeopardy. Um, but the, you know, you win much money. Something. Or yeah. You, well, it would have to keep the audience entertained. One of the most recent champions, Madame Odio, I watched Jeopardy, was exited out. I think, and you know, he one of his top. I mean, greatest topics was world geography. And the question was, I can't, I can't remember the exact question, but I got the final the answer. Suez Canal, was it? No, no, no. It was, it was what um, country was part of the, I don't know, it was, it was during Nazi Germany. And it was, it was something about, uh, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what the question was, but the answer was obvious. I got it right. I got the final Jeopardy answer right. Yeah. It was Austria. And he said Poland, which, I mean, for someone who is such an expert on geography, it was like, how would he even think that the answer would be Poland? I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert on geography. I know something about geography, and I knew enough to answer that question. But if I could get the question right, why couldn't this you know, expert get it right? It was such a stupid answer. So, yeah, I do think they get it. I think they get sometimes cut. At a certain point of time, yeah, I probably or they get silenced. You know, they. they yeah, I mean, it was a dumbbell answer. Anyway, we're getting way off. But we're talking. You know, I, I mean, we are talking about the the attitude that how do you define silence? Because as soon as you that'd define be tough for silence, you to define. <laughs> uh, well, you talk, oh, well, I've been silent while you've been talking. <laughs> 
Okay. But, uh, but how do you define silence? Because the moment you define it, it, it is no longer silence. silence. Right. It is no sound. Well, how do you, it, it becomes rather confounding. Well, it's confounding because there's always, I mean, sound surrounds us always. The sound of electricity, you know, running in the home, the sound of birds outside. Well, luckily we've got Wind. Paul Simon on the phone. He's going to explain the sounds of silence. Well, what about us. Art Garfunkel? Don't uh, leave him out. No, but I think it was Paul. Simon that wrote Simon it. Simon that wrote it. Yeah, he wrote, wrote everything. Garfunkel was just the, the soprano or whatever he was. Yeah, he's the one with the, 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 the tenor. 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 He's a tenor. tenor. <laughs> but he was the one with the beautiful voice. Paul Simon was the one with the... the you know, mind to create music. That they both went on to have acting careers as well. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the, so what, when, so when, we, you know, when you look at your birth date, just don't look at your birth date. Like we've always said, look at the spaces between your birth date, the spaces between the numbers. Consider the importance of those spaces because they are part of the silence of the birth date. Just as the master number does not appear in the birth date linear code, it's silently awaiting to appear. Well, waiting for Godot is waiting for the master number. Right. Well, the master number sometimes does appear in the birth date, though. I mean, it's clarifying. Yeah, it, it does can. sometimes appears in the birth date. It can. But, but it doesn't speaking it's not a general rule. No. Exception, but there's sometimes. a but the definition of the number in the birth date in the linear code if it's the same as the master number is not going to be the same as the master number itself because the master number is composed of all the numbers in the birth date. Right. So we're talking about those numbers so it's just as we're telling a Bonita that the number system between uh her life and her karma and what's going on and then um, combining that with the, we didn't get her children's birth dates, but combining that with her boyfriend, uh, there were similarities, but then there differences as well as similarities. Well, uh, we can continue this discussion on Friday because we are out of time today. So we will be back on the air at our at a regular time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Hope to hear from you uh, on Friday. Bye.